The Free For All Roundtable. Round one. On round one today, Jerry Agar is live in studio with me right now, and he is usually here from 9 to noon on News Talk 1010. Radio commentator Annalise Dowson joins us as well, along with Scott Reed, political commentator and former advisor to Prime Minister Paul Martin. Good morning to everyone. I've been saying, or I was in the early hours of the show, that I was looking forward to your views on special TTC patrols coming to an end by Toronto Police Service, because I don't know what I think of this. I mean, maybe we accomplished something and it was a lot of money, so we can put that money into something else. Uh, but I'll start with Scott Reed. What's your take? Well, it's certainly interesting. There's a real perversity in this announcement, because if you look at it, on the one hand, it's struggling hard to say our actions were justified and we got results. But by doing so, don't they make the case that there obviously is a pronounced threat, that there must be a need to continue to monitor, and therefore the only reason to withdraw services is because of cost? And doesn't that sound like it's prioritizing cost ahead of public safety? So I think it's it's a, almost an interesting laboratory case of public messaging, um, because I, I didn't detect sufficient public reassurance. Like I, What I did not hear was there was a there was a specialized circumstance. This thing had sort of gotten into a run. We had a surge capacity that has halted. Now we're going to withdraw. Instead, it was like, yeah, you know what? It sounds like there's really trouble down there and we fixed it for as long as we could, but we can't afford to keep fixing it. You're on your own. Yeah. I, and like I say, Dowson, you may remember this, but a comparison I was making, I was telling a story from back in the day of the Montreal Stanley Cup riot in 1996, I think it was. And the day after that happened, the Montreal all police department put a uniformed police officer on every single street corner of Montreal. And it was just a means of signaling we're in control here. So maybe that was the idea of this operation. Yeah. I, and I remember that riot. Like I remember covering it as a reporter and seeing a guy way up a lamppost yep. and asking him, so what are you doing? And he said, we're just so happy about the Habs. And then he was started raining beer bottles down on passersby. Anyway, um, so it was so ridiculous. Uh, I, I am confused by this announcement. I agree. Like, is there or is there not a security problem in the TTC? And if indeed there is, why are they walking away? Like, are they basically trying to pressure for more funding? Is that what this is about? Because it just seems like a bottomless pit the amount of money that we're throwing at policing in most cities now across Canada. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to think, but it seems to me that maybe that's what's happening. Like I'll pick up on what Scott was saying. It's, it's like some kind of case study in, I don't know, manipulating public opinion, trying to get more money out of the, out of politicians. It's very confusing from the outside. Yeah. Well, Jerry, it was costing us uh, 1.5 million a month. And essentially, if I'm doing the timing here, we only did it for seven weeks. Okay. I I don't disagree with anything that uh, Scott said, but there is another side. And that's an argument being made, it seems to me, by uh, people that it needs to end anyway, because, hey, violence went down. Well, isn't that an argument that maybe it worked? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that... Uh, but did know, it? Well, if, if violence went down, you could maybe say, yes, it did. I think, well, let's see what happens. I mean, if the police 
police pull out and violence goes back up, then we're going to have to decide what to do. Is there a move by the TTC? Because my understanding when this thing was put in place was that it was temporary because they were going to get, they needed a little time to get up to speed with some special officers from the TTC, and that would maybe replace the police. So is that what's happening? I do find it interesting, though, that, you know, everybody has argued this idea of sending in social workers instead of police officers. Well, what if they get violent? Um, But that seems to be precisely what we've done, is we have uh, sent in social workers now, now that the police have brought the peace. Well, how am I supposed to know where they are? Like, I've seen police, and I'm traveling on the TTC, which I've done a little more lately, uh, commensurate with this thing happening. And I've also seen uh, special security people. They're not police. I, I haven't seen anybody with a, you know, an armband or a hat that says social worker. Yeah, but they don't tend to be like the uh, drug enforcement officers in the U.S. and wear a banner on the back. Yeah, but how am I supposed to know if the social worker's there? I don't know. Uh, Canada, and in particular Ontario, have been chosen as... Oh, it's the person sitting in the seat over there reading Margaret at Atwood. There you go. (laughs) Oh, come on! All right. Ontario is getting a Volkswagen uh, battery plant for electric vehicles. (laughs) And I consider this to be absolutely tremendous news and, like I say, Dowson. But, of course, the uh, people who perceive any advancement toward any green initiative as some sort of an attack on personal liberty are saying, oh, we're all going to die because the uh, EV batteries draw on mining. So I'm the daughter of a unionized auto worker who worked in uh, in Malton and and De Havilland and for a while in Oshawa. So I I could say this is good good news. I'm also a victim of Dieselgate. I had a VW diesel vehicle. So the VW people are somewhat unreliable from time to time in terms of their commitment to the environment. You'll remember this Dieselgate thing. They told us the emissions were non non not a problem and in fact that was that proved to be untrue so a bunch of us had to go on a go into a class action suit this is three four years ago now anyway i hope doug ford and company didn't give vw too much in the way of incentives because i'm i'm tired of seeing big companies move into canada do okay for a while and shut down and take all their public money with them but i mean overall i'm happy for st thomas and for windsor because i think people need these jobs and i i hope that the EV vehicle trend won't end up trashing too much more of the planet. But, I, you know, I, I, um, I'm generally pleased to see that we're going to start making stuff again because we don't really do too much of that in Canada anymore. Yeah, Scott Reed, we have spent decades lamenting the departure or the shrinking down of the auto sector, and now it looks like it may be part of our future, and we bet on electric vehicles, and it's going to pay off. Well, we'll see. Um, you know, I do think... There's a there's a gold rush mentality right now, which is that we have got to match the United States with the IRA. It's, um, you know, all the public financing that's providing uh, for climate policies and particularly for investment uh, that supports uh, the transition. And so, you know, when they do provide us the numbers, I guarantee you the numbers are going to be big. Like, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, we were having these arguments about, oh, Kathleen Wynne's suggesting that she may put some corporate money on the or public money on the on the table to attract uh, corporate investment like that debate's over uh this is happening and it's going to happen everywhere and the reason that i call it a gold rush is that right now there's this anxiety that if we don't establish the first few of these ev plants they'll get established elsewhere and it's a once in a generation opportunity like if they get built elsewhere then that's it we're shut out and the future is over and so you know look for the fine print because these these are going to be big dollars we're contributing and i'm not arguing against it but let's not pretend that it isn't happening 
Jerry? Well, I'd like to know what the numbers are. And we haven't heard yeah. the numbers as to how much public money is being put into the thing. We hear um, that there's a huge investment being made by Volkswagen, but I agree with Anne. I mean, they, they, this has happened too many times, not just in Canada, but in any jurisdiction where I've covered the news. You have this situation where the government gives up and uh, a huge whack of money and tax revenue and pumps money into a company. And as soon as all of the corporate welfare is running out, they're either threatening to leave in order to get more corporate welfare, or in fact, they do leave because somebody, they found a younger, prettier girl that wants to date them now. And it, it's it's just, uh, it, it's a scam on the taxpayers. If it is worth Volkswagen's while and time and investment to build electric batteries, and they've got a, a, a great place to do it here in Ontario, then do it. I, I don't think we have to bribe them. It's a, it's a, a, a game that is uh, not good for politicians in all jurisdictions to, to play. Now, if we get the numbers, when we get the numbers, maybe it'll be small enough that people will go, well, the return, it's worth it. Maybe they won't, but I want the numbers. You, you do have to bribe them. Like, like let's, get, let's, let's not pretend otherwise. You do, right? What the United States has done is it said, we are going to spend not tens, hundreds of billions of dollars. And part of that money is going to be massive subsidies. I'm not even including states. This is just at the federal level. And so that's why the federal and provincial government here are coming in hard and fast. And Jerry, the number is going to be huge. And like, so just understand that is the new normal. And we thought it was a policy debate six, seven, eight years ago. Now it's not. Now this is orthodoxy and there's no stopping it. Okay, but I'm going to tell you a quick story. When I was doing radio in Raleigh, North Carolina, there was a huge announcement of a telecom company that was coming into Charlotte, North Carolina. And oh my God, look at all the jobs and look at look at what these politicians have done because they gave these tax incentives, et cetera. But it's bringing all these jobs. And a smart guy at a think tank there called John, John Locke Foundation called the CEO of the, of the company. And he said, is the only reason you're coming to North Carolina, the tax incentives. And the CEO was brutally honest. He said, no, we were coming anyway. But they called and said, we'll give you this. And we said, OK, we'll take it. Now, that's not that's a nice story. It has no relevance to what we're talking about. You call VW right now. They say, listen, we've got six jurisdictions in North America throwing money at us. And we are going to go to the one that throws the most. Uh, that, that doesn't make it I mean, that doesn't make it acceptable or desirable, Scott. Like that, that may be the reality that that's. The corporates have one over us and they're figuring out how to manipulate us. Meanwhile, there's a there's an inflation crisis going on. Canadian people are having a terrible time and we're funneling money not only to, to VW and other automakers. We're funneling money to big oil through all kinds of tax breaks and incentives, even though their profits are skyrocketed. So there's something wrong with this business model. And I think it's a good idea to ask some questions. Yeah, uh, see, I, I'm kind of I know I'm sorry, John, I'm kinda, yeah, but yeah. I'm not arguing against it. I actually think that we have no choice to do this, especially in a sector where we say we're going to decide strategically to compete. You know, we can talk about the, you know, the EV sector versus the oil and gas, but I'm not saying they shouldn't be doing it. I'm just saying it's 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 like don't pretend that there's going to be a calculation we'll be able to make when the numbers come out to say all right it's justified there no such calculation ha will will be apparent to us okay and i love a vivid discussion so uh, no judgment uh finance department <laughs> I, I report. Like, sir, just to say i just love jerry's reference to corporate welfare because you know steve david lewis was the one who coined that expression this has been going on for a long time and i wonder over the long term whether we've really gotten our money's worth well that Sorry. has to be the only time jerry's going to quote stephen lewis you know what when, <laughs> i would say david, to scott, david lewis. David lewis. I, david I would lewis. say to scott that if you found a day where ann and i agree you're losing the debate <laughs>
Okay. Happily. Oh, come on, Jerry. We're just good old Canadians. We like fairness. Well, now we're running out. It's of not all about winning and losing, Jerry. My yeah, God. Exactly. Are you just happy to be here and be together? Okay, Aww. what could be more Canadian <laughs> than Avril Lavigne on the stage at the Junos, a show to which almost nobody is paying any attention, being interrupted by a topless woman protesting the green belt in Ontario? His music has gained a worldwide audience with sold-out shows in Canada, the U.S. Get the f*** off. <laughs> Get the f*** off, bitch. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. She probably should have let her speak and then moved on. She's too busy focusing on her teleprompt lines, and then she swears at her. I don't know. She That's shouldn't so have cool. let her speak, and she shouldn't have had to. Avril Lavigne was giggling. Why the heck not, Jerry? It would because have she's not a part of the show, and I didn't watch well, it. Well, she was I, then. I, you know what? I, I wasn't informed there was going to be nudity. Um, what? At, at well, I have to say, I guess they're real, but they were spectacular. Okay, but, oh. but here's the thing. Avril Lavigne was doing a game job of trying to stick to the script there, and and, and finally she realized security's not getting the job done, so she turned and, and, and took on the, the protester. Um, security did a lousy job, I think. Yeah. There's um, no speech that can, can compete with bare breasts. That's just a proven fact. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know what? We'll call it there. Thank you all. Good to have you. Scott Reed, Jerry Agar, and Anne Legacy Dowson.